the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you, Your Excellency. His Excellency Thomas Wolfe does really love us and cares deeply about each and every one of us. Today he announced a plan that's going to put everybody back to work. And he came up with a really creative name for the plan. It's called Back to Work PA. Now, it's going to invest in businesses, apparently. And, of course, you know when the state is investing in something, it means it's spending your money on it, okay? Can't do anything unless it takes it from you. And guess what the plan includes? An extraction tax on natural gas. That's what will pay for the $3 billion plan and also chase natural gas companies and the jobs they create right out of the state, of course. Here's a plan. Maybe we could try this. Open up everything, okay? Bars, restaurants, 100%. Get rid of the stupid restrictions. Stop killing small businesses, maybe. Open the schools. Starting allowing, uh, Maybe start allowing fans into uh, sporting events, uh, which would help all the bars that have lost money down around PNC Park and Heinz Field, not to mention all the places that do business after high school football games, things like that. And not to mention the vendors, by the way, and other people who make money on game day. That would be a start. Open that stuff up. I mean, why would anybody ever open a business in this state? Right now, at least. Um, And here's another suggestion for His Excellency. Forget about that toll on I-79 in Bridgeville. And I, I say that not because I go over it about 15 times a week. I know it's nice to have money to maintain and build new roads, but... uh we already pay a toll for every mile we drive in our cars. It's called a gasoline tax. I paid two eighty-five a gallon today, uh, and we have the highest tax in the country at seventy-seven cents a gallon. Which means, by my math, I should have paid two dollars and eight cents a gallon if there were no tax on it. But that's what's supposed to fix the roads and maintain the uh, maintain the roads, fix the roads, and and build new ones. But uh, apparently, 77 cents a gallon is not getting it done, even though other states, 49 of them, have lower uh, gas taxes. The only reason His Excellency isn't the worst governor in the country, by the way, is uh, that Andrew Cuomo hasn't been impeached yet. That's coming, maybe, we hope. The vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation really trashed His Excellency in a piece for Real Clear Politics over the weekend. We're going to talk to him when we come back. Stick around. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood and composite. And to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com That's Windows R Us. Pittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things like buy a world-class German blade factory. 
Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Over 10 years ago, we realized how important saving family memories was, and we wanted to help. Legacy Box started from that passion and has now helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their film reels, VHS tapes, and photos. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. What started with the two of us in a garage is now over 200 trained professionals. Legacy Box is a safe and secure way to put all your favorite family memories on an easy-to-view digital format like a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. We ship you a sturdy Legacy Box to fill with all your outdated media, safety barcodes to track your items throughout the process, and a prepaid mailing label. Legacy Box has been featured by Good Morning America and The Today Show. Not bad for two kids in a garage. That's true, Nick. And here's the best part. We always wanted to make it affordable to preserve your entire collection. So we're offering 40% off. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to take advantage of this exclusive offer. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40%. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you're tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and a $10 coupon using code PETS. Genesis950.com. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, don't worry. His Excellency Tom Wolf has you covered. He unveiled his back-to-work PA plan today. He's promising uh, lots of new jobs, a booming economy, although believing anything Tom Wolf says uh, may not be the best idea. Nate Benefield of the Vi- is the vice president and COO of the Commonwealth Foundation, he let New Yorkers know in the New York Post this weekend. Uh, I'm sorry, in the at uh, yeah, he let people in New York know, but it's in the real clear politics this weekend that there may be a worse governor than theirs just south of the border. He joins us now, Nate. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, John. So, so that was in real clear politics, right? Yeah, correct. You got it. Yeah, I was I was thinking it was in the New York Post for some reason, but uh, that it, it was in real clear. Anyway. Um, Based on his recent performance, as I said, uh, should anybody in Pennsylvania have any confidence in anything that Wolf promises to do about anything? Uh, yeah, I think they should be very skeptical of everything Wolf, Wolf says and, and what he pledges, pledges both his intention and, and his ability to, to carry it out. Uh, I think looking at his, his record, uh, and we have now uh, almost a year since he's declared uh, a state of emergency where he has extraordinary powers, um, how many balls he's dropped on, on so many key issues to Pennsylvanians from, from the economy to, to health care um, to even basic, basic administration of, of government. Yeah, and um, my favorite is um, back in August, back in July, I guess it was, he, he said uh, he and the uh, health secretary advised uh, against kids playing sports. And the reason it's a, big, a, a good example for me because of the, that affects a just an unbelievable number of people, uh, kids and parents. But he said it would be a bad idea, and the PIAA uh, went against their advice, and they had uh, fall sports, and all those kids would have been completely idle if, if they had listened to this governor and his, uh, his health secretary. And there's the thing that bothers me, Nate. It's not so much that it was a stupid piece of advice, but he, I don't think he's ever apologized for it. If if he's even been called on it by anybody, you know, yeah, they, 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 how many times are they allowed to be wrong without 
having being called on it, you know? Yeah, and it's a question. Uh, I mean, that question is who he, he who he even talked to about that because it certainly wasn't legislators because he hasn't talked to legislators in in, in months. Um, it wasn't the the CDC who was given uh, you know a lot of uh, you know the recommendations are that you know schools are are not uh, not major spreaders and children are not major spreaders. Um, and he's he's really you know listening to no one and. Um, focusing on the wrong things. So things like closing schools, closing restaurants, uh, which his own data show are not big sources of, of spreading of COVID, while not yep. focusing on nursing homes, uh, which is where most of the deaths in Pennsylvania have, have happened. Yeah, and Andy uh, Cuomo is taking a beating, finally, uh, for how he handled COVID-19. Was Wolf any better in the early days of this uh, fiasco than, than Cuomo was? At least yeah, not, as, not, as far as nursery homes. Nursing no, homes. not... Yeah, he was not really any any better than, than Cuomo. I think the difference may be that he didn't lie and cover up data, as it, as it appears Cuomo Cuomo has. Uh, but mm-hmm. the governor, you know, Pennsylvania has been you know among the worst in terms of the percentage of deaths that happened in in nursing homes. Um, when this started, the the state put together a plan for how to address nursing homes, but the administration forgot to like just never implemented it. Um, never took up the the plan. Um, still has. You know, not prioritize the, the elderly, and you look at the way the vaccines have been rolled out. Uh, Pennsylvania is near the bottom in uh, in vaccine distribution, and is not prioritizing seniors in in that in that plan as, as some other states like Florida uh, have been doing, because that knowing that's uh, that's the people who need the protection the most. Now, you say they they had a plan, but they didn't implement it. Why not? Uh, no clear reason why they didn't. It was kind of like, oh yeah, we had this plan, and then we set it aside on a shelf somewhere. Um, and did not get the help to, to nursing nursing homes and, and senior facilities. And, uh, you know, they're even being sued now by, by some of the nursing homes for um, withholding funds and not distributing it to those that are in need. Um, it's unclear why they didn't. It's some of the things they just didn't didn't do, just uh, failed to communicate that within, within the administration, I guess. And why didn't he implement uh, Pennsylvania's early protection plan? You mentioned that in your piece. Yeah, it's a it's another uh, question of why you know why so many things were were bungled um, and just not not implemented. Um, I don't have an answer to that of, of why they why they didn't. Um, but it is clear that you know when that when this whole you know came down and even you know through through the present day uh, there were so many things they intended to do and 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 never uh, never implemented, uh, never took care of those who needed the most. Um, including seniors and elderly and nursing homes, and uh, even those on, on unemployment has been another, uh, you know, bungled, uh, bungled uh, factor from the Wolf administration. Anybody listening uh, should check out your piece at RealClearPolitics.com. Uh, it's uh, Nate Benefield. He, uh, you have a ton of links to all the. the I mean, it's the that your your piece is littered with links to his incompetence and stories about it. And it just—it's—it's really—it's uh, astonishing to look at it and see how many how many stories there are about what a bad job he's been doing and how he just keeps cruising along. It's—it's it's amazing. Um, he and his sidekick, uh, Doctor Levine, were tough on the restrictions. How does PA compare to other states um, in the number of businesses closed? Yeah, so that's where we ended up ranking. Uh, I think the census data uh, showing that we were number two in number of businesses closed. Uh, closed because of government order, uh, and number two in number of jobs laid off because of uh, business closures. Uh, only Michigan uh, ranking ranking higher uh, in among the states. Uh, even even New York and New Jersey weren't weren't as high as Pennsylvania in that. Well, how, I don't know if you're aware. He came out with his uh, put PA back to work uh, plan or whatever it's called. That he's gonna he's now gonna give money to businesses to get them going again. Did you yeah, hear I saw that. Know, it's, 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 go ahead. Yeah, it's, I mean, you saw, I saw it. He put out that today. It's basically, you know, putting a new name on the same uh, proposals he's put out for a while. But it is, hey, we're just going to give more taxpayer money to businesses to bail them out, um, which doesn't help create jobs and does, certainly doesn't make any sort of sustainable growth uh, for for businesses. Um, but he's also proposing a massive tax increase that is going to hit small businesses who are, you know, just now starting to re- be able to recover. Um, he's proposed a minimum wage increase, um, which really hits small businesses and in kind of low skill, you know, workers going in, you know, for their first job ever. Right. Um, it doesn't make any sense when unemployment rate is this high. There's really nothing in his plan to get people back to work and help, uh, help those businesses create jobs on, on a permanent basis. And, um, what, what is the massive, what is the massive tax increase? I know there's a, 
a massive uh, extraction fee for for um, for uh, natural gas. Yeah, well, in his budget, he's proposed a a uh, personal income tax increase, uh, a forty six percent increase in the state income tax. Um, he wants to combine it with uh, some additional tax forgiveness to try and make it more like a progressive tax. Um, but by raising the income tax, that really hits most small business owners. Um, they, um, you know, those you know local restaurant owners, daycare, um, dry yeah. cleaners, and so forth. And when it's a sole owner um, or even a partnership, it, they pay the personal income tax. And so uh, that's who we'd be hitting with his with his income tax increase um, coming forward to raise wants to raise three billion dollars more for the state to spend. I've forgotten what what is our in- state income tax now. It's currently uh, 3.07%. Uh, he wants to raise it to a little over uh, just about 4.5%. Yeah, well, that's nice. Uh, and, and it's just a number to him. Um, and it does, it affects, it affects the, 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 the very people he's trying to help. It affects them the most. Um, so um, after being wrong on so many things, uh, Dr. Levine ends up uh, with a job that can ruin the lives of even more people up there in Washington. How does that happen? Yeah, I mean, there, there's unfortunately a long precedent of kind of failing your way up, uh, and we see that in, in getting yeah. um, someone who's, you know, done a terrible job at the state level getting um, promoted and getting a, an appointment at the in, in Washington, D.C. Um, unfortunately, that's that's often the case and how oftentimes the people who do the worst in, in government get, get promoted. And what what did he do with, uh, and we're talking to Nate Benefield, uh, Vice President and COO of the Commonwealth Foundation. You're in Harrisburg, right? You're right near the action down there. Yep, right, right here near the Capitol in Harrisburg. Yeah, so so what happened with the unemployment checks? Um, he, yeah. he, he screwed that up too, didn't he? Well, I don't yeah, know about so he they, did, but the state did. The state did, yeah. The, I mean, their system crashed many times. They were, they've been almost many years trying to build a new computer system or get a new computer system, um, have put that off, delayed it, had cost overruns, uh, and the computer system they have seems to have crashed. Um, people who have applied for unemployment and legitimately were, were laid off uh, have been waiting in many cases months uh, to get their check, um, oftentimes calling in hundreds of times a day and not being able to get through to, to anyone working there. Um, and, you know, at the same time, there were thousands of checks sent to prisoners and, and uh, to people who were committing fraud um, er- erroneously, uh, while people who were legitimately laid off were not able to get, get checks uh, because of just a uh, incompetence in the Department of Labor and Industry. I think you mentioned in your piece 10,000 prisoners got unemployment checks and 58,000 got checks fraudul- fraudulently. Yeah, so people scanning the system, and, and for some reason people who were in prison somehow applied and, and, and got, got checks or, or got checks erroneously sent to the wrong, the wrong place. Um, that, should, that should never happen, uh, but the system does not have those, those checks in place. Now, he's used the veto and the friendly Supreme Court, a state Supreme Court, uh, to do pretty much whatever he wants, hasn't he, for the last, I don't know, nine, ten months? Yeah, he's vetoed, you know, last year he vetoed 19 bills, which is uh, the most, I think, since the 1970s anybody has, has vetoed, um, and has used it, you know, I mentioned he's declared uh, the state of emergency. Um, he just renewed it for the fourth time. Uh, we're just going to put him over a year, having just assumed uh, extraordinary powers where he can uh, set aside parts of the law or uh, make orders that have the rule of law um, without any legislative consent. And even to the point the legislature did pass a resolution to end his powers, and uh, the Supreme Court said, hey, the governor actually can, can veto that um, and keep his powers, and, and he did so and vetoed that. And uh, so is still in, in a place where he has uh, extraordinary powers. Yeah, the Democrats in the legislature caved on that, too. Uh, they had enough votes to override the veto, and then they backed off. So uh, he was able to do it. And also in, in Pennsylvania, we have a uh, an elected Supreme Court, and they're uh, that's Democrats. And, uh, that you know, whatever whatever the Democrat governor wants, he pretty much gets, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, now, there is going to be on the ballot in, in, in May a... Uh, a constitutional amendment that would change that so that the governor can only declare an emergency for 21 days without getting legislative approval to extend that. Uh, that would change our constitution and uh, basically force the governor to start working with the, with the legislature again. What are the chances of that passing? Um, I mean, we'll find out. I, I think there's a lot of uh, idea that, hey, the, one, the governor should work with the legislature. Uh, I think there is a lot of frustration with the way he's, he's acted. Uh, I think the chances are, are, are okay of that passing, but uh, it is on, you know, the, a, a primary election in an off year that uh, is probably not getting a lot of attention right now. So I think voters need to know that that's, that's coming up. 
We're uh, we're getting all over the governor here, and it's well-deserved on his part, but um, what about the Republicans in Harrisburg? Have they let him get away with more than they should have let him him get away with, or are they pretty much helpless with this because of the Supreme Court? Yeah, I mean, I would say they've largely been helpless because they have passed a number of of pieces of legislation to um, open up parts of business. Um, In some cases, the governor vetoed it. Uh, In some cases, he you know, said, I'm going to veto that, but then went along with, with 75% of it. Uh, so there has been some, some serious pushback, uh, but the fact that the Supreme Court has so frequently sided with, with the governor, uh, it's required, you know, a supermajority or veto override to, to get anything done. And uh, while you said there have been bills that passed with enough uh, of kind of a veto-proof majority, uh, when the governor vetoed it and it came back, a lot of members flipped because they didn't want to override the governor's veto. And you mentioned vaccinations. So is he doing a pretty good job of screwing that up, too, then? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Pennsylvania, you know, last we checked, was uh, 45th in the nation in percentage of, of vaccination vaccines uh, that had been, uh, been distributed. Um, and just, you know, I think a week ago, they found out there was a big error of about 100,000 people who have gotten a second, the second vaccine before they got the first one. Uh, so it's going to affect a lot of people who uh, now uh, can't get vaccines or are going to have to go out of, out of order. We're talking to Nate Benefield. He's the uh, pre- vice president and COO of the Commonwealth Foundation. Uh, before we finish up with you here, Nate, um, are, are, are people leaving the state now? Is this going to, I mean, I've said many times, and I've told my grandkids this, if I were their age, uh, late teens, early 20s, in college, I would be, uh, I'm advising them to move to South Dakota, somewhere that's not Pennsylvania uh, or New York or New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's unfortunately been a, a trend uh, that Pennsylvania has been losing uh, residents, and especially of that kind of young uh, working age population to other states, uh, following where the jobs are, where the economic growth is. Uh, and Pennsylvania has been been a longtime loser uh, in that, and, and in fact, is going to lose another congressional seat because of people uh, moving to other, to other states that uh, we're, uh, while we're in, we're in decline. So, uh, last minute here, what? Um uh, is is this guy, the, the governor, ever going to be held to account? I mean, other than be, being impeached, what can you do? At least, at least in New York, uh, Cuomo may be facing that. Yeah, and I, I think that you know the number one thing that we can do right now to hold him accountable, I think, is supporting uh, the constitutional amendment to to take away his unlimited p- uh, powers um, and force him to come back to the legislature and allow them to to strike it down and um, bring him back back on earth. I think is is step one in kind of reigning in uh, reigning in the executive. Well, I, it's, I, I just like to see a massive revolt, but that's just me. Um, I uh, really appreciate you coming on, Nate, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it. And uh, I've got your number, so now I can call you to find out what's going on down in Harrisburg. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We're glad to be on. Okay, that's Nate Benefield. He's the vice president and CEO, COO of the Commonwealth Foundation. Now, that's my problem with uh, all the stuff that's been going on is, is these people are wrong, starting with Dr. Fauci, who's still out there today. I, he said something. I, I don't remember what it was. I, I don't even listen to anything that he says. I, or I don't put it this way. I don't, le- I don't let my mind digest it for more than five seconds because it's meaningless because it could change tomorrow. But anyway, these, these, these um, officials, state and federal government uh, officials, they keep doing stupid things and keep uh and 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 then they they don't get called on it and they do more stupid things it's and then and then people continue to listen to them when they give us advice about what we're supposed to do or when they come up with their solutions to fix everything is to you know close the bars again or open them up for 50 percent back down to 25 percent they have no idea what they're doing none and they prove it every day. And if you, you, you check out uh, uh, Nate's piece at Real Clear Politics, uh, as I said when I was talking to him, uh, he, he, every sentence that he has in his piece, he links to a story backing up his uh, criticism. And it's, a, it's a, an entire piece, criticism, uh, a piece of criticism of uh, His Excellency Tom Wolfe. And uh, who knows when it's ever going to end. I'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The U.S. Supreme Court has declined to step in to halt the turnover of former President Trump's tax records to a New York state prosecutor. The court's actions today, the apparent culmination of a lengthy legal battle that had already reached the high court once before. Merrick Garland, that's President Biden's attorney general nominee, is vowing to prioritize combating extremist violence and said his first focus would be on the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol as he sought to assure lawmakers at hearings today the Justice Department would remain politically independent on his watch. The U.S. death toll from COVID-19 has almost topped 500,000. Experts warned that over 100,000 more deaths are likely in the next few months, even with a continued rollout of a massive vaccination campaign on Wall Street at the close. The Dow was up 27 points at 31,521. Oil prices gained $2.45 a barrel. This is SRN News. Far left controls the White House and both houses of Congress. But Alliance Defending Freedom wants to make sure they don't control your house. Religious freedom, sanctity of life, free speech, and parental rights. Precious freedoms that ADF will protect at the courthouse. With God's help, we have over 2,000 victories, including 11 at the Supreme Court. And because ADF is a tax-deductible, nonprofit ministry, we provide our services at no charge to those whose freedom is threatened. We have a challenging 48 months ahead of us. We must be prepared to stand for freedom. Call 833-993-4377 with your most generous gift. Or visit adflegal.org slash freedom to sign the freedom statement and commit to help us sustain our efforts. 833-993-4377 or click adflegal.org slash freedom. AM 1250, The Answer. Larry Elder presents The Facts. Joy Behar says Rush was spewing hatred, prejudices, and lies for the almighty dollar. Funny, that's what we thought you were doing. Ted Cruz criticized the mayor of Austin for taking a trip to Cabo San Lucas while telling constituents to stay home. And Ted Cruz, while telling constituents to stay home, went on vacation to Mexico. Ted, you're behaving like a Democrat. On the next Larry Elder Show. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. You all have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use my pillow and I'm sleeping much better lately. You can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, robes, and so much more. For example, they're bringing back the buy one, get one free offer for the Giza Dream Sheets. That's right. Buy one set of sheets and get another absolutely free. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for the Giza Dream Sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an exogen temporal scanner purchased at any retailer. With COVID continuing to spread, nothing matters more than having an accurate thermometer that's backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies, like the exogen temporal scanner. Even after getting the COVID vaccine, you should be monitoring for fever to make sure you are protected. Keep your family and yourself safe by trading up your non-contact thermometer for an accurate temporal scanner and a $5 rebate from exogen, where accuracy matters. Details at exergen.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Starting to ease up a little on the parkway. East is minor congestion now outbound. Beachwood Boulevard to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound, looking pretty good at the moment. East Hills, there's a fire scene. East Hills Drive at Park Hill Drive. Monroeville, Forbes Road remains blocked with construction between Haymaker Road and Westmoreland Road. Looking fine on the Parkway West. No big delays to worry about at the moment. Jerome Street Bridge down to one lane with construction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. 
1250, The Answer. Weather. Rain or snow showers and spots this afternoon. Today's high 39. Cloudy and breezy tonight, low 31. And mostly cloudy tomorrow with a snow shower. Tuesday's high 41. Wednesday, breezy, occasional sunshine. The high will be 51. Thursday, mostly cloudy, back to cold, high 37. And Friday, cloudy skies, high 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Sally Sherman. You're listening to the John Staggerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Now the big guy hasn't been shy about implementing the Democrats' plan to transform America. Maybe you've seen the stack of executive orders on the Oval Office desk, some of which he may have actually read. Last week, uh, he unveiled a proposal on immigration that caught the attention of Laura Rees, a, a senior research fellow for Homeland Security at the Heritage Foundation, and she joins us now. Laura, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, John. So what was in the uh, proposal that was unveiled last week? So the uh, bill that was introduced in both the House and the Senate, uh, it's over 350 pages, and it is all about benefits for illegal aliens and and some for lawful immigration. Um, But it is certainly an American American last uh, bill. There is no border security in there. Um, and it, it really focuses on making illegal immigration easier uh, rather than encouraging people to come here lawfully. So it, it helps um, illegal aliens get benefits that, uh, uh, that they're not able to get now, correct? Yes. Yeah, so uh, some of the things in there include um, providing amnesty for the 11 to 22 million illegal immigrants who are currently in the country. Um, And we know from past amnesties that it just encourages more illegal immigration and we never get out of this cycle. It undermines the rule of law. And Congress truly has no idea how many people would be eligible for it. They keep citing 11 million, but they've been using that number for many, many years. There's um, an MIT study out, among others, that say, well, the number could be double that. And when Congress is in charge of the purse, the nation's purse, uh, they don't even know what this would cost. So it would be beyond uh, irresponsible for them to negotiate a bill where they don't even know how many people would be eligible or what the cost would be. Well, that's when it comes to spending, that's never stopped them before, has it? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Another provision in there is it requires U.S. taxpayers to pay for attorneys, uh, immigration deportation attorneys for removable aliens. And that is something that's completely new. Under the current law, um, the law states that immigrants may have their own attorney, but at no cost to the government. And uh, this bill would change that and require taxpayers to pay for that. And when aliens have excessive uh, process in terms of court hearings and continuances and motions and appeals, um, it, the cost to this would be an endless bottomless pit. Um, when you know, as as the president is opening the border and inviting more um, illegal aliens into the country and not removing them, um, it would uh, it, it's it's a significant policy departure from who should be paying for such attorneys, but it's also a uh, fiscally irresponsible. Uh, using the word amnesty might make people believe that this is just a one-time thing to fix a past mistake. Uh, is that fair? And also, you gave the number 11 million, which is the number that you hear most of the time, but I've also heard that that's off by half, maybe. Right, right. Yeah, amnesty is, is kind of the the term that is most um, heard or most understood, um, but it is worth making the point that the definition of amnesty is to not punish someone for a law that they broke. Um, and I would argue, as people have been able to live here illegally and not be deported, that itself is an amnesty. But what this bill would do is legalize them. It would give them green cards and reward them. for the, You know, it's the very thing they sought to come here, um, but they came here illegally. So it is better than amnesty. It is a reward. Um, now, everybody knows that this means more votes for Democrats. But um, is it possible that it can mean that and also be justified or good for the country in some way? Can it be 
you know, do you have to uh, twist yourself into a pretzel to, to come up with something good to say about it? Um, this particular bill, it is, it's a non-starter. Um, now, keep in mind, U.S. has the most generous immigration policy uh, and system on Earth. And the Congress and the president should be encouraging people to come here lawfully and to use the many, many avenues of immigrating here lawfully. Um, They should not be encouraging more illegal immigration. And that's what this bill is about. Um, So the priority is wrong, and uh, it's not what they swore to uphold the Constitution to do. Uh, you're a former, also uh, former Department of Homeland Security Deputy Chief of Staff. Um, we're talking to Laura Rees of the, uh, of the it is, am I pronouncing your name uh, correctly, Laura? Yes, it's Rees. Okay, Rees, thank you. Um, so anyway, you're, you are a former Homeland Security De- Deputy Chief of Staff. What's the immediate effect on the border and Homeland Security if this thing goes through? Well, CBP, Customs and Border Protection, has already seen uh, the border numbers rise significantly, um, and it started in September. Uh, month over next month, the um, encounters at the border have been higher than uh, the 2019 numbers, and 2019 was the year of the, you know, the border crisis. So the daily numbers that CBP is seeing uh, is over 3,500, um, and you know, Jay Johnson, when he was Secretary of Homeland Security under Obama, he said a thousand daily encounters was a bad day. So, um, you know, Mark Morgan, the former acting commissioner of, of Customs and Border Protection, said the crisis is already here. And is part of this plan uh, eventually to abolish ICE? Well, um, some leaders on the left have called for that. And also last week, unfortunately, the uh, Biden administration signed a memo uh, in the Department of Homeland Security greatly restricting uh, who ICE can arrest um, and and detain and remove. And um, in effect, this memo abolishes ICE. The agents are saying that 90% of their targets have just been cut. Um, they have narrowed it down to uh, their priorities are terrorists, uh, spies, and convicted aggravated felons. Um, they also list anyone who enters the country illegally after November 1st of 2020, um, but I don't give that much credence because anyone can buy a document and show that they were here by, you know, X date. Yeah. Uh, but the, the real concern there is all the types of crimes and criminals who are not included in the priority memo. We're talking um, DUIs, um, child abusers, domestic abusers. Um, There are many, many crimes here that are not a priority for ICE, and that does not make America safer. Uh, As we said, you you worked in the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Laura. um, Tell me about ICE. How is ICE viewed by people who, well, at least the people who you worked with in the Department of Homeland Security? How important is it? Well, it's very important. I mean, just like any other uh, law enforcement agency, Congress passes laws and um, members of Congress and the president swear uh, to uphold the laws that Congress has passed. And yet, um, you know, here with this memo, DHS is, is telling its own officers not to enforce many of those laws. So it is, it's demoralizing to the agents. Um, but unfortunately, it's consistent with how law enforcement officers have been treated this past year, um, regardless of, of what agency they're in. Now, you said that this is being uh, this proposal, this bill uh, would it would be everything would be carried out on the backs of thousands of migrant children. What do you mean by that? So the policies that uh, Democrats have um, put into place encourages, it makes it easier for children to come here and give them benefits. Um, So in uh, 2008, a a bill that Senator Feinstein and Representative Lofgren, both in California, had introduced repeatedly uh, in Congresses called the Unaccompanied Alien Children's Act uh, was passed in in what was a must-pass. Uh, trafficking victims bill. But what the Unaccompanied Alien Children's Act did was provided benefits 
two children who came here um, in the name of helping them, keeping them safe. But anyone who read that bill knew all it was going to do was encourage parents to send their kids north unaccompanied to get a foothold in the U.S. And so the Democrats argue, well, we need to let them in um, to the U.S. because they're children. Uh, we need to give them attorneys and pay for it because they're children. We don't need to test them for COVID because they're children. We can't keep them detained for more than 20 days because they're children. And then after a few years, we need to give them green cards because they're children. And so it encourages a steady flow of children coming to this country. And uh, the Democrats know this. We saw the unaccompanied alien children number shoot up. Um, after that law was passed, and yet the Democrats refused to fix the problem that they made. And this flow continues, um, and it's a disregard for human life when we know the smugglers are just ruthless and will do, you know, anything for a buck and have uh, no concern for the lives of, of the migrants that they smuggle. When you say that they're unaccompanied, you mean they're unaccompanied by their parents. Somebody's accompanying them, but they're doing it... Uh, yeah, in a way that um, it's like it's human trafficking. It's it's just as a, an excuse to get into the country. Uh, they're not they're not showing up by themselves. So this is a human trafficking thing. Well, it it can be. Um, keep in mind, you know, teenagers are some teenagers do appear unaccompanied. Um, if you look at uh, DACA, for example, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals that Obama started. Um, in that case, you had to have arrived in the U.S. by age 16. Um, and in the immigration bill that was introduced last week, you just had to arrive before you turned 18. So um, some children, minors, come alone. Some come with smugglers. Some come with the parents. Some come as fake families. So you get um, a variety. But the point is that they keep coming. And uh, leaders law enforcement officers of Central American countries who, you know, again, Mark Morgan has talked to the former CBP commissioner, has said to him, you know, why why are you taking our children? Why are you encouraging this? So um, it, it, it's critical that those loopholes be closed. What about a merit-based system? Is that is that the only way to go? Should that be the only way it's done? Well, that would make... Uh, makes sense, and many countries do use the merit system. You know, as a sovereign nation, we should be choosing um, who we want coming to this country versus, say, a lottery, which um, we currently have in our system. The diversity visa is done by lottery, and the immigration bill that was introduced last week actually increases the number who can uh, win that lottery from 55000 a year to 80000 a year. Um, and even family-based. Um, using a family-based system, you know, no one's going to argue for zero family-based migration, but it should be narrowed to spouses and minor children. Um, but it should be more focused on merit-based. What skills are you bringing to the U.S. for the economy um, and, you know, language skills, et cetera? Well, I mean, I know this is a, a, a gross generalization to even ask you to, to comment on this, but um, what... Uh, the 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 people who are coming across now in massive numbers and and those numbers that will increase, what uh, percentage? Without giving me a, not a, a an actual number, but what what percentage of people coming through are coming that can immediately contribute to what's going on here, as opposed to to take from what's going on here in the United States? I mean. Well, most of them are coming to work, um, and that is, that's the draw. Um, but then you're also, um, other costs come with that, you know, public education, health issues. We are still in a pan pandemic. Um, anyone, DHS has stated that anyone should get the um, COVID vaccine, regardless of immigration status. Um, and so public health expenses, housing, et cetera. Um, so it is a considerable cost to the U.S. taxpayer. Um, and so in terms of employment, um, as, as long as 
migrants are getting jobs here and sending word back that, hey, come on up and, and you can get a job, um, that's the reality that we face. And unfortunately, they are competing directly with American uh, low-skilled and, and poor workers who, who desperately need those jobs, particularly as we're recovering from the COVID economy and forced shutdowns. It seems like a really dumb idea. We're finishing up here with Laura Reese. She's a senior research fellow for Homeland Security at the Heritage Foundation, also a former Department of Homeland Security deputy chief of staff. Last thing, Laura, were we going in the right direction under President Trump, and has that changed, or is it about to change? We were going in the right direction because the overall numbers weren't affected by President Trump. What he focused on was cutting back on the fraud, combating fraud. And no one should be for giving immigration benefits to those who cheat and lie to get those benefits. Um, he focused heavily on asylum fraud, which is an extremely important benefit to save lives. Um, so we were headed in the right direction. We were enforcing the law um, and applying consequences. And those caravans that we saw at the beginning of the administration stopped. And the regional uh, asylum approaches in, in Central America we're being built up, and that's a good thing, to have more countries be able to offer asylum than just the U.S. And uh, unfortunately, the Biden administration has quickly and radically um, turned a lot of that back. Well, that's what you get, I guess. And uh, we got four more years if Joe lasts that long. Um, and uh, the Democrats are in power, so we got to deal with it. Uh, I guess <laughs> we're, no, we're, where are we going to go? Thank you, uh, Laura. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, that's Laura Reese uh, from the Homeland Security, uh, a fellow for the Homeland Security at the Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. These days, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you own a car, truck, or SUV made from $19.99 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right. You might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial star star 1144 on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from $19.99 or higher and all repairs for your engine, transmission, and money. Much more can become a thing of the past. Dial star star 1144 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. That's right, total protection for your car and no more repair bills. Plus, free roadside assistance, free towing, free car rental, and free oil changes. Just dial star star 1144 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies. That's star star 1144. Never pay for car repairs again. Just dial star star 1144 on your mobile phone now. Dial star star 114. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no process fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood and composite. And to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com That's windowsrus Pittsburgh.com. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, hoping you can join me for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour through the Land of Israel, October 2021. Join us. Get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating countries on Earth. But you'll share experiences that'll change how you read Scripture. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on and on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. Now listen, if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me October 2021, and right now, register worry-free. Peace of mind, guaranteed refunds up to May 8th. 
if for any reason you want to cancel. So to come along, call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. Uh, here's a theme that uh, you may be hearing on this show quite a bit, and maybe to the point of ad nauseum, but I, I, and it's only beginning because it's... It's still a year away. That would be the Winter Olympics in uh, in, Beng- in, uh, in Beijing next February, and um, I'm I'm on record as saying it that they should be boycotted as long as the Chinese are doing what they do to the Uyghurs, uh, which is the the um, Muslim group that they are um, torturing, uh, putting into concentration camps, using for slave labor. Uh, you probably heard the story. Well, I just saw an interesting tweet, just a one-line tweet from uh, LifeNews.com. It says, breaking Canada votes to recognize China's treatment of the Uyghurs as genocide. Now, I don't know if you uh, know it or not, but hockey's a pretty big deal in Canada. And um, the Winter Olympics and winning a gold medal is a, is a pretty big deal in Canada. And the NHL and, and the Penguins included are doing a lot of things uh, similar to what's happening in the NBA and around the NFL to show their um, awareness of racial injustice and all the things that are going on. Uh, you know, you've you've seen the NBA with the guys with the uh, messages on their jerseys and uh, NFL with players uh, wearing uh, having having messages on the back of their helmets. How can you have all that going on? And allow China to have the Winter Olympics and have it be a wonderful thing for them and a great advertisement for their country to show what a wonderful place it is when they're torturing people and putting them in concentration camps. This is just the beginning of it. Canada doing this is a little tweet I just saw here. That's a big deal. And eventually there's going to be a big, big, big fight over whether they should go to the Olympics. Canada, U.S., anybody. So I'm going to stay all over that, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.